The people you love play five songs they love and tell you why. It's been a big time for Tool fans. They just released their first album in 13 years. It's fair to say that anticipation was at an all-time high when Fear Inoculum dropped. For the faithful, it's been worth the wait. Celebrating the precision and epic sound the American band have been known for for yonks. But even though it took them a while to get around to new recordings, they continued to tour between this and 10,000 days. In fact, it was back in 2013 that I roped them in to Take 5. They were doing big shows in Australia, and Danny and Justin made some time to come in and co-host. It's a chat that you may remember, but even if not, it's never been replayed, and that's why I wanted to share it with you for good, to live here on the Take 5 podcast. The theme I gave them was unexpected finds in their music library. Yes, not the snappiest of titles, I know. At least I've gotten better in the last six years in that department. They were charmers and they picked brilliant songs. So settle in for tool time over the next half hour. Danny and Justin's first song was by Deftones. Like I want to. And I asked whose pick it was. My choice, um, obviously, uh, G passed away, which is really sad. Everyone was hoping he might recover, and uh, we have a lot of love for those guys. Uh, we're actually going to see them in uh, Japan. We're doing the Ozfest. Um, they're playing the day before us, uh, so I just, you know, had to play a song by that Chi performed on. Uh, he was a fantastic geezer, and he'll be sorely missed. As a bass player, uh, Justin, what, what did you see in, in Cheese playing that you really loved, particularly you know with the Deftones? Uh, the funniest thing is, I actually when I found out he he passed away, I, you know I looked up a bit about him, and uh, I always thought he was a lot younger than me, and then I found out he was exactly the same age because I remember uh, you know him reminding me a lot of myself and thinking that I was all uh, high and mighty and a little bit uh, you know more experienced and more mature, and uh, it was really refreshing to find out that he was just. Uh, he was just on fire, <laughs> like, you know, and I was a little <laughs> bit, I was a little bit kind of stuck in the mud, you know. Yeah, but his bass playing is, uh, you know, especially this is one of my favourite songs on White Pony, but it really is, uh, it's kind of it's heavy but melodic, you know. It's like really, uh, really groovy but really, uh, really soulful. I believe this is your choice, Trans Am. This is a band as well that have toured with Tool quite a bit before, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, we did quite a few shows together, and they're great guys, the three of them. Put out a nice blend of technology. It still sounds organic to me, too, though, so I really enjoy their music a lot. Mm-hmm. 
When you're choosing bands to come on tour with you, is it really important that you're you know, a, a big fan of that band, that you actually want to sit through the shows night after night and enjoy them as a punter as well? For me, it is. Yeah, we always try to take our friends out too, you know, just good people. It's it's really important that we just get on with them really well on the road, you know, it's as much as the music part of it, and they're great fellas to hang out with. doing your downtime it's you know well known that Maynard's got his vineyard but what are Danny and Justin from Tool do when you're not touring or recording a new album I've been playing lots of kind of fusiony jazz music and oh, cool. with the lots of friends. There's a little club called the Baked Potato in Los Angeles. I usually play there once or twice a month with Doug Webb, or I have another band called Volto that we just signed a record deal to, and that'll be out soon. Is this the Monday Night Jams that are on the Tool News page? Is that what you refer to? Um, yeah, I do. The, I do those sometimes. Uh, the, uh, the guitar player that runs that jam is the guitar player and composes almost all the songs in Volto, which is my side project band. So we, we get a lot of time together. And Justin, what have you been up to over the last couple of years? I walk my dog and collect the eggs <laughs> from my chickens. <laughs> it's a charmed life. It is a charmed yeah. life. We have Good eggs. <laughs> I'm a farmer. You know, I'm a farmer. Organic all the way. We have heard whisperings about new music from Tool over the last little while. A lot of fans, particularly here in Australia, so excited about the prospect of the first new Tool record since 2006. It's been the longest break so far between records for you guys, and I know that you like to take your time with making records. Uh, has it we been- don't like to take our time. It just, <laughs> it's just taking more time than it's ever taken before. Is there any reason um, for that? I have no idea. You know, like you could you could uh, explain it away in many different ways, but fact is, we're 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 going for it. We're trying to do it, and we're still a band, which is awesome. Um, and this is really a good chance for us just to remember why we're a band and play out live and enjoy the, the you know the real guttural experience of playing our instruments in front of people and hopefully it'll like kickstart our uh, creative juices. So you get fired up on stage and then maybe continue the process? Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, for whatever reason, it's been harder than it's been before and call it writer's block or whatever you want to call it, but we're not giving up. We've got plenty in the in the oven. <laughs> How far along are you? are you? Are you anyway through this new record? About six and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what form of measurement we're taking. Nor do I. <laughs> that works. So I'm imagining you probably can't give us any ballpark as to when we're going to hear a new Tool song. It's always a bad idea. <laughs> I think yeah, we, we did that last time. <laughs> we don't want to curse it. The next choice is coming from you, Justin Sophia. This is a band I haven't heard of in quite a while. Um, this record came out in 2004. Tell us about why you chose these guys. Well, uh, I've got a bit of a theme going on since we uh, started with Chi. Um, I was I was privileged to meet Jimmy, who was the bass player for the God Machine, which uh, was the band that Robin Proper Shepherd, who 
Sophia's his ba- his most recent band. I, I don't even know if it's still a band, but this is a song that I put on that reminds me of uh, the Gold Machine, but it's also a real like get up and get on with it song. It's good, you know, it's a good morning good song morning for song. sure. <laughs> but uh, it's also kind of a, a bit of a, you know, a nod to old Jimmy, who was an amazing bass player too. He's not even on it, but he's in there. His soul is part of it. Do you find yourself drawn to the bass lines in every bit of music that you listen to, Justin, just automatically? As long as the bass players have died, yeah. Oh, God, <laughs> it's heavy. Let's go back to the bit where you said it's a good morning song. All right. I like how you guys have chosen It's a compliment. Songs. Yeah, know, it's a compliment. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm really awake now. <laughs> Tell us about uh, this choice. I think this is yours, Danny, isn't it? For sugar, the pr- demon's name is Surveillance. But diving yeah. into your music collection, where does this fit in? Oh, I don't know, the inspiration <laughs> file for sure. I mean, every time I hear these guys play, I'm just amazed at their technical facility and their great compos- compositions too. But uh, And they're just lovely people, once again, to hang out with. We played a lot of shows together and... Um, they're my favorite Swedes in the world. <laughs> and Swedes are pretty nice, so that's high praise indeed. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> Better than turnips. <laughs> Take it back, Justin. Take it back. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, it'll be in my collection too, for sure. I'm glad Danny picked it because I was uh, I wanted to put a Meshuggah track in there. Yeah, Thomas is my one of my favorite drummers on the planet, that's for sure. Just listening to him play on that song is pretty incredible. You know, it's, it's the physical part of it as well as how tasty his little fills are. Yeah, that's what I often wonder with, you know, your drumming and, and also, as you say, you know, drummer from a sugar as well. You just kind of imagine that their forearms must be incredibly tired after every show. <laughs> what, do you, what do you do to prepare for that kind of epic performance when you, especially when you haven't played in so long? What do you do, Danny? <laughs> Spinach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to relax always. That's the main thing, you know. I try to warm up a bit and just cruise along and play the songs. Don't let the songs play you, I suppose. <laughs> that is great advice. You mentioned as well, Justin, this would have been in your choice as well if, if Danny hadn't picked it. Are there a lot of bands that you guys bond over as a band? All members of Tool just love certain bands? Uh, we're pretty diversely different, actually. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that me and Danny completely disagree on (laughs) a lot of places where we meet too though there are a lot of places we meet at but there's a lot of stuff that you know is very different i mean we're you know we're from and it's the same with adam and maynard too man they'd listen to stuff i would never listen to for sure but then we all meet in a cool place i guess that's what makes us a band given that adam and maynard aren't here are you are you ripe to name and shame have they got any dark dirty secrets in their music collection that you want to expose not really (laughs) 
What about you guys? Is there anything that would really surprise Triple J listeners that Justin and Danny from Tool would be into? I got one. I've got a cover band back at home. We play in a local pub and I play Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond. <laughs> And I sing it. <laughs> That's classic. And, uh, it's because I, you know, I grew up with it. My mum and dad had it in their record collection, and uh, and it's a great song. It's for, it's a hot August night. <laughs> you can't have, beat that. Have you been into metal though since you were little kids? When you were both young, were you always into metal? I was like real into the prog thing, you know, mm. with Genesis and Crimson and all that kind of weird stuff. Eyeliner you know. and Winkle Pickers. Right? Yeah. yeah <laughs> Oh, that's true. I went through that phase. That would surprise people. I was in the Bauhaus and things like that for a while. I was actually, uh, when I was in uh, a teenager in England, I was into the, the uh, hair rock from L.A., which you know all the the worst the you know poison Bon Jovi all that stuff. I thought it was just amazing. So when you moved um, to the States, did you chase up a lot of that stuff? Did you find yourself on Sunset Boulevard living the dream? No, I was already over it by yeah, that point. Yeah, we, we killed I was, it. Uh, I think I was... <laughs> we tw- took care was, of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was 25 by that point. I'd, uh, I'd matured. You were done and dusted. I'd come through my adolescence, yeah. Danny, I wanted to ask you something a little weird missive that I read recently about your very early meetings with the other members of Tool. I, I heard, and correct me if I'm wrong, that in the early days of Tool's formation, you kept showing up to rehearsals because you felt sorry for the band members, Maynard and a couple other guys who were there, when other musos who were auditioning for it didn't show up. Is that true? Well, they... Uh they would come to me actually i had the rehearsal space and that's always the toughest thing you know to find a drummer who's not a flake who like move his kid around and my my drums were always there and their drummers kept flaking out on them so <laughs> I, kinda, I, I did i had to charge them because they reserved the space and i finally felt sorry I'm like, oh, i'll go ahead and play with you guys today. <laughs> so the early <laughs> days of tools formation are totally grounded in pity everything yeah. suddenly makes sense <laughs> oh god but, um, but the first time I did it was the first time that the four original members played together, and there was something special there, you know, it was undeniable. And off we went. We were addicted. It's been so fun to have you guys in to take five. Thanks so much for giving us some of your time while you're in Australia. We have one more tune to go out with, though, and I believe uh, this one is your choice, Justin. A great band and a great record they put out. TV on the radio's Dear Science is where we're going to finish up with. Halfway Home is the song you've chosen. Tell us why you chose this one. Uh, I'm sorry to say, but I have a theme going here. and uh, (laughs) Another dead bass player. Oh, God. Um, Really sad. It's really sad, but you know what? Here's the point. It's it's not dead, is he? Because he's he's on the radio right now. And uh, this is a really beautiful song. Um, It's just incredibly uplifting. I love this band. Um, and I, when I first heard this album, I didn't really get it immediately, which are normally the greatest albums when you listen to your favourite band's new album and you're like, what is going on? You know, mm. what, what is this? Um, and it takes a little time. And I really recommend this album to anybody that, that likes music. 
It's, it's got incredible layers, doesn't it? I think that's part it of it. It really does. And it's so this this song in particular, it's just uh, it's really vulnerable and exposed and uh, sounds like it's not going to work at all. It sounds like they're singing out of tune at first, you know, and it's just it just comes together and blows your mind. So just uh, love all those uh, love love all those bass players. TV on the radio, halfway home, capping off a tool take five from the archives. If you're here, you're probably a fan. So tell another one about this chat. I'm so stoked to finally have this in the podcast. And we're going to be dipping back into even more gold from the take five archives very soon. Next time, though, I'm bringing you a take five from Germany. What did T-Rex, Morrissey, Angelique Kidjo and David Bowie all have in common. They've all had records produced by Tony Visconti. This legendary producer is sitting down with me in Hamburg to take five with enduring relationships. Don't miss it. Take five. The Take Five with Dan Rose. Every week, hear the people you love. Hi, I'm John Jett. Hey, this is Nana Cherry, and I'm taking five. Talk about the five songs they love. Hear stories of discovery. And I heard this thing coming out of the speakers. I was like, oh, my God, what is that noise? Wow. And the songs that changed how they saw the world. It just affected me deeply. I never knew rap could be that powerful. Join Zan Rowe and Take 5. Life 101 with Kimber and Zan. Pull up a chair. (laughs) Subscribe now.